All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual coming off of quite the statement win at BKFC Prospect Series, which transpired on February the 16th. The headliner and quite the knockout, a lot going on there in that Stanislav Grosu fight, and very excited to talk to Brandon Shavers about that victory on Bare Knuckle Radio. How are you doing, man? I imagine pretty good after a win like that. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I'm doing pretty good. Just a, just a little sore. That's it. I mean, I feel like the normative soreness in Bare Knuckle Fighters is usually in the hands. Is that where you're kind of feeling it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I got a little bit of wearing tear on the face a little bit. Where he caught me pretty good on the nose, but other than that, it's pretty much all right. No, that's good to hear that you're doing well in a, a relative sense, at least, but... I mean, quite the performance, like I was saying from the top, in the sense that you overcame your own adversities in that fight, getting knocked down and really showing the medal and eventually scoring the stoppage yourself. Like, what were your thoughts on that performance? It seems like you really showed a lot about yourself in terms of, like, skills, but also inner resolve and everything. Uh, skill-wise, I feel like it was... I'd give it, I'd give it a, maybe a B-plus, but... um. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, outside of that, was like Stanislav Grosu bringing anything to the table that differed from your preconceived notions? I mean, outside of the knockdown there for you, did it largely play out relative to your expectations heading in, or not so much? Uh, yeah, I kind of thought, I kind of figured that would uh, he would catch me and put me down uh, at least at some point in the fight because I knew. I knew going in there, he was he was real heavy-handed, and uh, he was a tough guy. But uh, I did kind of feel somewhat disrespected at one point when he said something in the interview about his skills being better than mine. And I know for a fact that's not even close. I mean, the guy, I mean, he, don't get me wrong, he's he a good fighter, but skill-wise, he, he ain't nowhere near me. And um, I, I, I pretty much put myself in that position of getting caught because I, asked, I messed around and threw like a lazy hook and he threw a wild shot and caught me and put me down for a second. But it is what it is, man. I, I picked myself back up and I got the job done. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I understand why you would, I guess, feel slighted in that regard because even outside of your BKFC-specific experience, I was seeing you have close to 20 MMA fights over amateur and pro as well as that professional gloved boxing experience. So it's like, I mean, come on, buddy. I've got skills here. Like, why are you why are you trying to slight me here? But I guess you kind of got the last laugh in a certain sense, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what... Really, I mean, not the last laugh, but I just wanted to go up and earn my respect and show him that, uh, you know, that I really had skills and he was he wasn't on my level. Yeah, I mean, interesting performance in that certain sense, just in as far as, like, Grosu is a guy that had the back-to-back wins there with second-round finishes and has been in there with guys like David Mundell, the current middleweight champion. So I would think a win like this would really inform your trajectory in the division and everything in a very positive sort of fashion. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I believe so. I mean, he was he was riding on that about going the distance with the uh, with the champ, and I'm like, dude, you just don't know. I mean, I hit I hit just as hard as anybody in that uh, in the middleweight uh, division. Like, if if I if I wanted to, to be honest with you, I probably could uh, compete at light heavyweight. That's just how hard I hit. But I have to give my uh, give my hat and my props to him because. That's the first guy I ever seen that I threw a left hand and he didn't flush and he didn't make a he didn't make a uh, a face expression or anything and I knew right then and there I was like yeah I'm gonna have to start going to the body on this guy. Well, yeah, for sure, yeah, and I guess that prior wording I had about the last laugh was maybe not specifically the sentiment per se, but it does seem like you guys almost got to glean something from each other that maybe wasn't there previously. Like you mentioned, kind of being surprised at how durable he was with the power, and it seemed like you surprised him in certain regards too. So kind of interesting in that certain sense. It seems like you really took that away from it, just learning that aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. (laughs) Yeah, and just such a run you've had so far and everything like that. And I did mention the BKFC specific experience like what would you say some of the biggest differences in your game are relative to like what you were bringing to the table in your debut versus where your bare knuckle specific skill set is at now after your third fight in the sport uh to be honest with you i mean i don't maybe maybe the uh uh man i'm really to be honest with you i really did i really could tell you because I, mean, I felt, I felt so good in my first in my first fight. I didn't care who they put in front of me. Like I was, I was so excited and ready to get in there for the first time. And man, hey, I just felt like home that first uh, for my first brown knuckle fight. And uh, I felt like not taking anything away from my uh, from my loss, my, my opponent that I lost to. Um, but going into that training camp. Um, both of my hands was messed up, and um, I probably sparred maybe once or twice for that whole training camp, and um, I definitely wasn't in good shape, and I, my timing wasn't right, and um, after, at the end of the first round, man, my legs were just dead, but um, I felt like, I felt like, um, yeah, my first fight was where I felt my best, and uh, I'm saying that maybe it's because... Uh, the other night, the ring was so much smaller, and you really didn't have any room to move. You didn't have no choice but to fight. But um, going in there, I, think, I feel like I was in the best shape of my life um, for this for this third one. Though. Yeah, and I've been seeing more discourse about that, like kind of the tighter ring space. It seems like based on like the approach you bring to the table, that would really be something that benefits you and you enjoy it seems like you're a guy who like you were talking about the power before and i mean the results are there with the finishes so i imagine the more compact sort of spaces are something that you're enjoying uh, i would say that <laughs> <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather be i'd rather be in the bigger ring man so i'd be able to move around <laughs> no that's fair enough yeah get what you're saying in that regard but yeah i mean it seemed like a win whereby yeah you really asserted yourself in the division like i was saying i mean is this something that you could see yourself like catapulting towards maybe like a fight with a ranked opponent at this point like maybe someone like a dakota cochran or joshua moreno just like really anyone within that 
hierarchy right now? Because it seems like your goal, based on some articles I've read, is more so like getting a title eventually. Like, is that something that you could see manifesting in your next fight based on this last performance? Uh, yeah, I, I really do believe I put myself in that position to, uh, to fight a rank opponent for the next one. Because uh, I, I kind of feel like that maybe if uh, if Grosu would have won this fight, he probably he probably would have gotten a title fight uh, next. That's that's what I'm thinking would have happened. So um, with with me being that was my first fight in that division and taking out him, maybe they would give me somebody that's in the top five next, and then after I beat them, and then I'll get a title shot. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned, like, the switch in weight category. Like, how much did that benefit you? It seemed like it reflected well in the performance. But, like, how did you feel actually being out there? Did you feel just more, I guess, replenished, just bigger gas tank, less of a drain from a more pronounced weight cut, I guess? Like, how did you feel at 175? Oh, man, I felt, I felt great. I was able to I was able to take the body shots that he threw. Like, I really didn't even – I I didn't feel him at all really and I knew um, that when I when I got dropped in that um and that in my second bare knuckle fight by body shot and and how bad it hurt it, I knew that it had to be in the weight cut because I'm I'm pretty dang good at taking body shots. And uh, I knew going to the, in this last fight that I was gonna be able to take them pretty well. And uh, I think I went out there and showed that. And I mean like you say that not having to cut so much weight, man, it was, I felt, I felt alive in there, man. Yeah, and it was close to a year whereby you were out of the ring there. Like, how did it feel coming back? Like, it seems like you came back in a very revitalized sort of way. Like, some people, I think, just default to using the term, like, ring rust or cage rust or some derivative of that. But it seemed like the time off really benefited you in a certain way. Is that kind of how you feel with that? Um, not, not really. I mean, um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a guy that if, um, if I, if I, if I stay more, if I stay active, I would, I would continue to get better and better. And, um, like, um, yeah, being, being away from, away from the ring for almost a year, I feel like it was definitely, it, it kind of, it kind of, um, Maybe kind of made me tense up a little bit and wanting to get the knockout, loading up on the punches a little bit, wanting to get that knockout a lot sooner. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is, man. I understand that there's a lot more fighters out there that's fighting as well. And I'm so far away from, I'm so far away from where they have the events at that. And, um, you know, I understand all that, but man, I'm here and I'm ready to fight and I want to stay active. Yeah, that's fair. I was seeing an interview where you were talking about wanting to fight at least five times this year, and you were kind of saying, like, oh, I'd probably be defending the belt a couple times by then, so I love that mentality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I say, man, if, if, I, can get, if I can get five bare-knuckle fights this year, I would, I, I would be willing to do it. But if not, then I guess I'll just have to fight, you know, get a couple more uh, MMA fights or something like that. I don't know. But my first my first goal is to get at least five bare knuckle fights this year. Yeah, and I did mention the MMA experience as well as the glove boxing experience. I feel like that really benefits people going into bare knuckle, even though it's ultimately 
a different sport with different considerations, but I would feel like it gave you a certain familiarity with the infighting and then also the at-range fighting in a certain sense. Like, what aspects from your prior combat sports do you feel that you carried over into bare knuckle versus, like, maybe some of the things you had to, like, not carry over, like some of the things that didn't transfer as smoothly, I guess? Um, I would say my... Uh, my calmness, I guess, uh, having those, having that many fights, um, and taking that over into the bare knuckle cage. I mean, I, I wasn't, it, it wasn't a point in any, in any of my three fights that I panicked or anything like that. But um, taking away from like in, in MMA, I was more of a sit back guy, and pick my shots, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I knew going into bare knuckle that. I was I, I was going, wanting to be like a straightforward guy and you know put the pressure on and then, you know just put on a show for the fans. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like you've been able to put in some great work at Main Street Boxing and Muay Thai over the years. I was kind of wondering, like, are you still actively training out of that space? Because some of the posts I saw out of that gym were kind of like a few years ago, a couple years ago. At this point, like, are you still predominantly working there at Main Street? Oh no, no sir. I'm back at I'm back home at uh, at Global Fitness in uh, Alexandria, Louisiana. But uh, yeah, I was over I was over at Main Street for, for like maybe a year and a half, and uh, that was right before COVID hit. And you know, I had to ship on back home after all that. But uh, I do have plans to go back. Uh, some maybe I may even end up going back and spend a little bit of time over there for my next training camp. So that's the plan. That's cool because I saw you, I mean, you have a great gym now, obviously, for sure, but I saw circa like June 2021, you were working with Ike Villanueva, who recently cemented himself rather as that BYB heavyweight champion, and I saw you really touting the great work from crew Bob Perez, so yeah, it seems like some great work was had there, and cool that you're thinking to go back and sharpen the tools a bit more. Oh yeah, man, there's nothing but love over there, and I'm pretty much in have one of I was training for MMA fight while I was over there, and I pretty much was training with Ike pretty much every day. And uh, I mean, he, he's a real cool guy. He loves to talk crap while I'm training, <laughs> but uh, I'm, not, I'm really not that type of guy. But I do it back with him just because I know he loves it. And uh, I mean, just everybody over there, man. Even uh, Austin Stroud. I mean, he was. I, I, I didn't. I never got the chance to uh, work with him or anything like that, but. He was always a cool guy. He always showed respect and, you know, come up to me, shake my hand every time he seen me. But, uh, yeah, man, everything over there is good. And I'm willing to go back and, you know, get some more, get some more work in, get some more work in with him for my next training camp. Yeah, no, good to see that you're in a space where there's multiple places you can go at to get in great work. But you kind of mentioned the Bryce Henry fight, at least in like a cursory kind of passing way I guess I'm curious to get your thoughts on the situation with him because it seems like at least from the fan discourse and just people in the community talking about it maybe Bryce Henry versus Tony Soto for the lightweight gold could be next is that something that you kind of foresee happening and everything like that oh yeah man I, uh, nothing but, nothing, like I say nothing but respect for to Bryce Henry uh, I really do to be honest with you I really do think that's going to be an easy fight for him. He's going to get that belt. 
and then he probably would end up coming back up to 165, fight Austin Trout for that belt, and which will be a hell of a fight. Hopefully, um, I will have the belt at 175, and then maybe me and Bryce can meet back in the middle at 165 and have you know one of these crazy hyped up fights, man, and just you know put on a good show for everybody. Yeah, no, I love hearing that, and yeah, just so cool to follow the scene and stuff like that, and just kind of seeing where you guys are going and everything like that, but I'm always curious to get insights on fighter nicknames and stuff like that, and I think you have a cool one with the Shredder being the moniker, like, what were the origins of that, who kind of came up with the nickname there, and what was the backstory, I guess? Uh, it was really, it came down to me and my and my brothers, like, we was, we was big, um, uh, Ninja Turtle fans, and man, it was like I don't know. It just it just it, it just felt right into like me. Every time I fought, I was in. I was cutting people up. You know, um, I was I'm shredded. You know, and pretty much. And then it kind of it kind of went along with my last name. So that pretty much how it how it come about. You know, from me and my uh, my brother. Yeah, it just seems apropos. Like, I would imagine in a sport like this, it's going to be, I mean, like you said, prevalent in MMA based on how you were shredding people up, but probably even more prevalent with the bare-knuckle journey, one would think, at least, just with, like, the prevalence of cuts and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're definitely going to see a lot more cuts coming from me putting it on somebody. So. But don't get me wrong. I, and, 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 and that Bryce here, but I was banged up and cut pretty bad. I got shredded that night. Oh, it is what it is, I suppose. Just part of the journey. The classic, sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail adage, I suppose. But one of the things I was noticing with you in terms of, I guess, out of the cage, or out of the ring, rather, interests, it seems like you're a pretty avid hunter. Is that something that you really enjoy as, like... I mean, you probably enjoy it in an isolated way, obviously, but even to, like, serve as a way to decompress from the consistent work you put into the combat sports journey and all. Oh yeah, man. That's man. That's my top. That's my top thing on the list is is, is deer hunting, hog hunting. You know what I mean, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, to be honest with you, if I could if I could do that for a job, I, I would do it every day. I mean, that's my favorite thing to do. And I even I even got a chance to, for the first time in forever. I was I had got a chance to to hunt for this training camp, and uh, well, I do a little bit of hunting for the uh, during this training camp. So. I mean, I kind of really enjoyed that, but at the same time, I was like, man, this this guy, he got to pay for signing the contract and making me have to, you know, miss some, miss some days of hunting to go to the gym and train. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it, though. That was the first time I ever got a chance to do that. No, that's cool to hear, man. I love that. And it seems like you're just in a good place in general. So, to that point, thanks so much for making the time to give some insights at this cool juncture in your career and just life in general. But I do want to let you enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the win and all. So in saying that, do you have a final parting thought you'd like to add as we're kind of wrapping up here, Brandon? Uh, no, man, I'm just about to get get back. Well, I'm at the gym right now. I'm just about to get out here and give me some a little bit of cardio done. And um, hopefully I'll be back sparring and full, and full training come next week, so... That's pretty much all I have on my plate for now. 
Yeah, well, that's incredible. Really shows where you're looking to go with this journey and just always putting in that work and just a great win over Stanislav Grosu and everything like that. So thanks so much for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio and giving such great insights. Hopefully we can set up a chat before the next one. But until then, thanks for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio, Brandon, and have a good rest of your day, man. All right, man. I appreciate it, bro.